Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me is uh, Mr. Ben Hibbert. Hello. Uh, we've got producer Tim King. Hello there. And all the way from Sweden, the king in the north, Nicholas God. Hello there. Ah, General Kenobi. There we go. We've done it <laughs> properly. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I don't think we've done that ever. <laughs> no, I don't think we have. I think we keep meaning to, but nobody ever actually says it. So it's all good. No one um, picks up on it. <laughs> so um, King in the North, Nicholas, I mean, we might as well jump straight into it. Congratulations, man, on winning Swedish Nationals, of all things. Thanks. So It big... was a tough run. <laughs> yeah, a big <laughs> event. It was a big event, wasn't it? It was like on nearly 100 people. Yeah, I think about 90 or something like that, but definitely a tough crowd. Yeah, like and, Eno, yeah, I was looking Timo, through some of the names Bartos, Yeah, a lot of good players. Yeah, there was a, a lot, a lot of good players in that um, in that tournament. I mean, I looked at it and I thought to oh. myself, this is a bit ridiculous, like <laughs> properly ridiculous when I was looking at like when, when I hit, looked at Top Cut and I thought, no, there's... Like everybody's in that cut is looking at it and going, no, there's not an easy match up here. Like everything was like, you know, there's nobody who's looked their way through to five and one and made cut or something like that. You know, it was yep. um, very, very. I don't very know that Phil Pond guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Phil. I mean, Phil did an amazing job because he had six. Sorry, no, he's called Pond. We're not allowed to call him Phil. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Pond. Pond had sixteen mm. points of snapshot on his list that he got to use maybe once a game. So you know. What? He he made cut with yeah two fire sprays with snapshot on each one. Um, was it twelve points? Anyway, and I'm just I'm just looking now. <laughs> <laughs> he had snapshot on his fire sprays, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. which was a, a it was definitely a choice. I, I've I've taken the Mickey out of him about it like directly, so I, f- I feel no shame about doing it on the podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a, an interesting decision. But I mean, he made cut, so yeah, he must I have. Mean, Jokes aside, to him, he, he does. He has done well across the board, hasn't he? You know, yeah, I think he made cut at the last system open, and the UK system opens are always massive, so that's always yeah. a big thing. So, Nicholas, tell us what did you take and what did, what what did you win with? Well, uh, actually, I just went with the easy route and brought five inquisitors with foresight. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to blame Liam for that, actually. Liam Baker. Yep. Because <laughs> I was um, kind of torn with my list the night before. And with a build with Fen, Dengar, and Bosk. And he more or less soloed the list with Kylo. So after that, I was like, nope. Lost three times in a row with this list. I'll just take Inquisitors and see what, how, what happens. Um, what happened? Did, did you lose? Did you lose all uh, all day, or did you win straight through? Uh, I did lose to Julian Hood, mm-hmm. uh, but then I beat him during our top eight match. I, I watched that top eight match. Like there was um, something crazy happened in the initial engagement. Yep. And like your your Inquisitor that you kind of put out there to probably die just didn't. And then yeah, all of his ships so just exploded. Yeah, you were like, yeah, I'm going to sacrifice one. There you go. You can have that one. 
And when he finished all of his double modded predator focus everything shots, Inquisitor's just sitting there on one hole going, Is that it? Right. Grand. Because <laughs> <laughs> during our what? Swiss game, um, he straight up deleted my first uh, Inquisitor on range three with double mods. Uh, and I got no damage back. So that match was kind of one sided. But. I guess my luck turned. So was it like it a mirror almost? It was like a mirror for Cut. You got Revenge of the Swiss and, and beat him in Cut, but it was kind of... Because it was very quick. It was like, what, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that? Yeah, more or less. But the thing was just, since that Inquisitor didn't die, I suddenly had so many extra shots to uh, hammer into his Inquisitors. Yeah. And... I still didn't need to spend my focus with it, so I still have mods, which was yeah. just rude. Yeah, that was absurd. Like, because that Inquisitor, I think he sp- you spent his force to do a snap, uh, do a foresight shot, so he just had yep. a focus, and then you just rolled just enough evades, um, to yeah, to to live, and it, it turned the game. I mean, it was it was a great game to watch because it was incredibly exciting. You know, it's um. It wasn't Twitch chat, it was YouTube chat, but Twitch chat is normally like when people are playing very cagey, very chess match, very positionally oriented games, like Twitch chat gets really bored and like starts shouting yeah. at people for, you know, why are you taking so long? We don't like this. Um, even though it's a really interesting and really strategic game. Um, yeah. Well, the game you had with Julian was just like, there's like two armored knights just sallying forth into battle and, you know, <laughs> smashed into each other and all of your inquisitors flew out the other side. It was uh, it was very good to watch. Which was uh, quite the opposite of where me and Julian played the same matchup. It <laughs> 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 absolutely destroyed me. His um his list is really clever actually for hyperspace because there's a huge amount of stuff sits at I three, and he's just brought I four double modded. So you know, yeah, those squints die quite quickly when they take fire, but if he can initiative kill a couple of ships before they get to shoot. Um, all of a sudden, it's yeah, less I of an issue. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Didn't yeah. he go undefeated in Swiss as well? He did, yeah. yeah. He went 6-0. Yeah. Um, and then all the way through the top eight before bumping into you. So, yeah, it's a, it's a cracking list. I mean, he's, he's got a couple of really dirty lists on the go at the minute. That one for hyperspace. And his extended list with, is it Death Rain, Fifth Brother, Seventh Sister, and something else, which I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, which is just, it's disgusting. Like, I can't it, remember. It's, it's all, it's all I4s, isn't it? Yeah, it's all yep. I4s. Oh, it's um, it's the advanced, it's the V1. It's Ved Foslo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's such a good list, like, such a good list. Um, So, well, Nicholas, you weren't the only person on the podcast today who played. Producer Tim played, which is why he's unmuted his mic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting all excited. <laughs> For once. <laughs> how, did, how did you get on, Tim? Uh... Can we just... Whenever he tries to talk, just keep talking over him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you could do, but that would be uh, rubbish content. But hey ho, and um, you'll you'll just mute me on the recording anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I had a really good day actually. Um, I, I quite fancied doing a hyperspace event, and uh, with the the timings, I just can't make next weekend uh, the Gold Squadron event. And when I saw the Swedish event advertised, I you know really fancied giving it a go. And um, 
yeah, managed to get zero practice games in pretty much, apart from the night before. Uh, managed to uh, put uh, the uh, the Tithe Swarm out, which is what I took, uh, versus the Five Inquisitors. And uh, after a little tinkering, felt pretty good. And it kind of played out that way over the day. Uh, I ended up going four and two. Uh, lost Rebel Beef, which uh, I was getting flashbacks uh, to like a, a year or two ago with uh, the Tithe Swarm, because that seemed to be what, you know, wouldn't always lose to Rebel Beef necessarily, but it was a really hard matchup. Um, and yeah, so so it sort of uh, turned out to be, and actually it was um, Kaspars, I think it was, who finished 16th, so he made cut. Um, but I, I think uh, I played four Imperialists over the day, so Imperials are very popular. Um, yeah. But they were different lists each time, which was quite nice. So I played the Inquisitor Foresight, beat that. I played the, uh, the Prockett Barons, uh, beat that. I played uh, four uh, Saber Squadron Interceptors and two TIE Advance with Thread Tracers, which I've managed to beat. I lost to a Defender and three Interceptors list because uh, that Defender is just so tanky. Uh, I managed to get half points on it. Um, lost the Rebel Beef and then uh, I beat Bartos round one, which was uh, a nice, nice way to start your event. <laughs> Um, well, so he was flying like three arcs and Anakin or something. Yeah, yeah, and I, I we, we pretty much jousted uh, arcs into my tie swarm, and I dropped uh, an arc um, first engagement, and then I think I dropped yeah. dropped another one in the second engagement. Uh, I mean, it turns turns out that a hard runner swarm <laughs> is still a really scary thing to stick your ship in front of. It, it is, but what I would say is that this was the Inferno Squadron swarm. Um, so it's uh, four I fours, an I five, um, and an I two. I could have uh, had another I five if I wanted. I was uh, tried out with Scourge, um, but I actually found that uh, Saint Mara is going to be really powerful in this particular build. So she's the one that you can spend a crit result to do a face down damage card. And I was, oh, yeah. I, I was, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I was able to do so much damage to um, uh, like the Inquisitors and the Barons and the Interceptors. And once they're damaged, I'm getting my Del Mico reroll for defense, and like Gideon's getting an extra, you know, extra red dice against them. So um, no, I think that was a really yeah. powerful. And you had some dead eye shots for cheeky oh. exposure. Oh, oh well. that's what made my day. My day was just full of memes and trolling. Um, so basically, <laughs> basically, uh, I killed a, an inquisitor through. I want to say debris field. Don't think it was a gas cloud. Um, with two shots, so I fired Samara first, uh, obstructed range two, let's say, into an inquisitor. Uh, did a face down damage card, and then because I had bullseye with Iden. I then fired again, spent my hit. Say I rolled, I don't know, two red dice, got one hit and one blank. I said, I'll spend the ha the, the, the hit result to flip that card face up. It was direct hit. That Inquisitor died without <laughs> without rolling without rolling any green dice in defense. Oh, man. Still shielded as well. Yeah, abs abs <laughs> absolutely. Still shielded. And both my uh, ties sort of looked at each other and went, okay. <laughs> Well then, that, well then, that worked. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> it's the kind of thing that you notionally know can happen, but the probability of it happening is so vanishingly small that you never think it will. So when it comes shouldn't off, shouldn't the just damage cool. from direct hit hit his shield? Ooh, ooh! Actually, you're probably right. You take a damage, don't you? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oops. Oh, Tim, you cheat. Oh, I cheated. Oh, well. Three and three. Well, Not four and two anymore. Three and three. Yeah. No, it's a fair one, actually. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. It was, it was, I think me and my opponent were just laughing because it was quite funny. Yeah. So, um, um, but no, Dead Eye. A little late to call Judge. Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> well, uh, I'm trying to think if that was Jonathan. Jonathan beat No, we need to wind it all back. Yeah. I mean, I did win that game quite massive. Quite yeah, Beats was, uh, Jonathan was uh, flying Inquisitor. So if you'd met them once, it would have been him if you played him. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Probably played, did play wrong, but uh, I would. Well done, on, well, well done on four two. I think you came eighteenth. I mean, you weren't far out of cut. No, I mean, you yeah, were not, just a handful of MOV out. Yeah, nineteenth. Uh, I was seventy MOV off, but I feel sorry for is he had Nick from Firestorm, uh, who was uh, I think five MOV from making cut, Ooh. and eighteenth, and then seventeenth was like four MOV or something like that to make cut. Let's be honest, though. Coming in 16th in that cut was just, uh, you know, a congratulations and you win the prize of going up against Julian's interceptors. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, yeah that, was, that was exactly what I was thinking. Is, oh, yeah, I could sneak cut here. Oh, but I'm going to have to play Julian. Oh. <laughs> but um, I, will, so I will say, though, Deadeye for a point uh, is an absolute bargain. Cause... Yeah, just, you, even if it never triggers... Well, you chuck it on there, and if it does trigger, amazing. So if you have Bullseye, yeah. certainly with something like a Tie Swarm where you're wrong two red dice, if you roll to, uh, well, I say hit crit, you may as well roll that crit down to a hit to flip a damage card, because whether or not you're going to get that crit through is, is, you know, certainly against three agility ships, you may you may not get anything through. Um, but then there was other things I was flipping, like I flipped, you know, a console fire, I flipped a hole breach, a panicked pilot, you know, and there's you know loads of crits out there. So you know, and and then even then, you could have a speculative, you know, range three shot obstructed. You know, they got five green dice with tokens. If you roll one hit, one blank, you just go, well, I'll just spend that the blank if I'm in balls. Uh, sorry, that hit if I'm in bullseye, and it just flips the card. And yeah, yeah. I, I found it for for a yep. point was really good. I've actually tried it out, and it works quite well, especially when you're lucky in getting a. Nice crit in, like, just lowered the guy's agility before mm-hmm. he starts rolling defense dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that that would, I think that would have been the dream as well, yeah, a nice sort of structural ja- damage or something like that. Um, but that was uh, with my um, my swarm as well, because I was I- I-4 or I-5 for the majority of my shots, uh, I was shooting a lot of the times before... Uh, the other swarms I was playing against. So, um, yeah, those face-up cards then actually had an impact uh, potentially in that in, you know, in the, the, that engagement phase. Oh, nice. You've given us a nice a nice segue there because you started talking about three agility mm. um, swarms. Uh, so, obviously, Nicholas, your list was a three agility swarm. Procket Barons, yep. they're about. They're a three agility swarm. Cartel Spacers are still around. They're a three agility swarm. Now, the other event that happened over the weekend was the Gold Squadron Flight Club Qualifier Sigma, another hyperspace event. Um, so it was won by Sebastian Demer, um, Demers, man, no, with um, Nomlum, with um, Proton Torp, Sam Wessel, False Transponder Codes, and then uh, four Cartel Spacers, two Tractor Beams, two Thread Tracers, and Sonny Bounder in an M3A as well, but with Advanced Proton Torpedoes. So there's um, an agility 
three swarm there with uh, followed up by some proton torpedoes and he beat nicola nicholas durand um who was also flying the five foresight inquisitors so it feels like there's a solidifying meta in hyperspace which is pack your list full of cheap three agility ships that are really tough to kill what do you think is is there an easy way to beat these lists or do we wait for the points change and if you can't beat them join them i think you go for just beef i think republic's in a good spot for that because they can toss in three arcs with Warthog mm-hmm. or something like that and you're quite likely to pick off at least one of the ships during the first engagement and then try and run away and shoot with your back arc. So I think beef is the way to go and just make sure that they don't kill you faster than you kill them. I guess the, with the Foresight Inquisitors, the problem with those big, well, or those large and medium bases is that those Foresight arcs are very easy to pull off and very mm-hmm. likely to do damage. Um, and it's just that weight of death by a thousand cuts. Um, yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a, it's a super strong list. It's actually a really fun list to play, as well. Which is, um, we had this conversation I think a while ago, Nicholas, when we were playing yeah. with Nantexes, and it was like the problem with Nantex is that yes, they're undercosted and yes, they're super good, but they're also really fun to put them on the table and to whiz them about and flip the arcs and, you know, they're they're a very active and engaging list. And it's the same with the Foresight Inquisitors. You've got to think about where you want to lay your your bullseyes down. You've got to decide, you know, you've got loads of action points, loads of triggers and things like that to remember. And that makes it a fun list yep. to play. Yeah, and I think that's mainly the downside of them. Because, yes, they're a good list. But the main reason I stopped playing my M3 uh, Inceptors was just that they're not fun to play. Like, can take a swarm of eight ships and point them in a direction and start shooting at stuff, but I'm not going to have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Interceptors still have reposition and link to a focus, and that feels good doing, especially when you're I3 and can just fly after stuff. Yeah. And yeah. you can't really escape from the five straight mm-hmm. boost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I say, I, I played it once in a... In a um... Sith Taker League game, um, and like um, the guy who was playing against it was Dan Athy from Steel City. He said, "You know, do you want to play hyperspace?" And I was like, "I don't have a hyperspace list, so you've done this to yourself." And I put five Foresight Inquisitors down, having never played them before. <laughs> and he was using three, three silencers, I think. And um, basically, eventually, his green dice stopped rolling evades when I was foresighting him. Because, you know, you can get in and block him up and you know where he's going kind of with his ships most of the time. So you've got so many bullseyes you just lay down. Plus the fact that foresight counts in the engagement phase as a nice yeah. little two dice gun at range three with a free focus mod. Um, so it removes their um, range dice without having to spend the force point. It's it's all just it's all just so good. I think that's... Uh, yeah. uh, that, uh, sorry. No, that's, well, yeah, I, I saw that being quite powerful with... Like the you know the inquisitors perhaps take like the evade as their action, and then they're getting shot by a high initiative ship. They're using their force and evade to avoid the damage, and then they use their their free mod with foresight in you know their actual shot if they've got bullseye. Um, and I found yeah. that to be quite quite a powerful sort of combination. 
yeah, they're really hard That's to kill. Definitely something that um, makes them stay on the board quite long. But mainly, it's also that you can hold on to your points forever. Mm. As soon as you're down to your opponent having one or two ships left, you just take evades all the time and then spend the force to mod your shots because you're not taking damage while taking a single shot. Yeah. Yeah. You that that Inquisitors are so hard to kill and when there's five of them. Like when it's the Grand Inquisitor, it's like I, if I can put two or three arcs on him I might push a damage. Um but when there's five of them, it's like, oh great. I've pushed one damage onto one ship or I've got half on one of these guys. The guy who's on half fly a bit cagely, start taking evades. He never takes another point of damage unless you put another three shots on him. Um, yep. Yeah, it's so good. They're, I mean, it's it's really good. So what do you reckon they're going to increase? Do you think Foresight's going to go up, or do you think they're both going to go up, or just the Inquisitor? I think uh, uh, the V1 chassis will go up. I'm kind of hoping that all the, uh, well, three agility lower pilot ships actually go up. Since mm -hmm. I'm fine with there being swarms of like the C95, like I would be fine with that. But when we have the eight Focho uh, flying around, or just the M3 swarms with tractor beams and toys, it kind of puts a damper on playing. Because like if I'm playing Aces or like a Han Solo. I don't want to fly into that since I can't really evade eight ships. I yeah. just need to guess my general direction. Yeah. What, what do you... I'm um, just going to take focus. <laughs> what do you think of um, Sebastian's list, Nicholas? Just out of interest, the Nomlum plus Spacer Swarm? Um, personally, I've grown to detest the large bases since I got my ass and to me with... Uh, with uh, Dengar. Uh, so I can't fly large bases, apparently. Uh, but <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I do like this list. It's similar to my previous hyperspace list, which was Sirisu with a bunch of M3s, and then just stick Tractor Beam in there somewhere. Um. I think so it's interesting because kind of like it, but yeah, I, think... I don't like having different sizes of the bases. Yeah, playing around think... with a large base among all those small bases is an issue for me. Yeah, I think Nomlom adds an interesting thing because he can get his target locks with Sam Wessel, and he's always going to be pointing at things. And yeah, it just adds it's that thing of taking a list that everybody thinks is good, which is like a space or swarm, and then getting rid of a couple of the ships and putting in something different. And that something different has obviously given him well quite a lot of punch because those proton torpedoes are going to threaten um, even three green ships, especially if you can get yep. them double modded, um, with Zam allowing him free locks every so often. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's done well. Um, so anyway, we've talked about Gold Squadron. We've talked about Sweden. Uh, it's worth pointing out that both of these events were on the same day, but in different time zones because Gold Squadron was in Los Angeles. There was one man mad enough. No, sorry, two two people mad enough to play in both. One of them dropped after 
round five of Sweden. Um, I don't know his name, but I just know that he exists. Um, but he didn't properly Ironman it, so he doesn't get a proper shout out. Um, but um, props to Andreas Tolman, um, Kali Tolman. You probably know him from any online event ever, um, who play, played Swedish nationals. Um, started at eight o'clock in the morning for him or something like that and then uh, ran straight from round six where he went four and two in Swedish nationals over into the gold squadron where he went five and won a made cut so 12 games in a row um, and then back the next day to play his cut games and I think he got to top 16 as well so he played through his first round of cut before he got knocked out so yeah kudos crazy. to him I mean crazy but like just doesn't sleep or something apparently it seems um it helps that he's an excellent player as well yes he's a very good player um he's made me feel sad on a number of occasions surely um, just being you makes you feel sad that's true that's true <laughs> um just, i mean just before we move on uh just want a big shout out to uh simon engman who uh ran the swedish open and uh, i think he I think he runs Target Lock TV as well. Um, so uh, if you Correct. check check out Target Lock TV on YouTube, uh, there's two. I think uh, I think all the games are in uh, like one big uh, YouTube upload, so you can go and watch the games uh, day one, day two, and you know everybody else that was involved in running the event, uh, Flipster, and uh, you know there's a few others obviously in prize support from Cogo Two as well as uh, I think it's Drenisart did the um, participation prizes. Yeah, and um, t-shirts as well. T-shirts. Yeah, you know, it was a really well-run event. Uh, you know, Dion is obviously, you know, doing very well with Gold Squadron events and running loads and loads and loads of those. This was Simon's first uh, large online event and went absolutely perfectly. No, no hitches at all. Great day. Well done. Uh, there was one other list I wanted to call out, by the way, which was the resistance one that went to top four. So Matthew Mandurov, um <laughs> who went, uh five and one and then uh, went into top four and i think he i think you beat him in top four didn't you nicholas yep At yeah first when i uh started playing against him i was kind of puzzled uh and thinking how did this list make cut mm-hmm. but then poe started working and i kind of saw it and felt like oh i should probably try poe haven't Put him on a board for at least two years so yeah kudos to him yeah man. i mean i i talk to matthew regularly we've got a little chat where us people that only really play resistance all talk to each other about <laughs> resistance lists and um he he said that he used to put together the strongest resistance joisting squad that he could and he would always just make up like you know, he won forward to victory and made cut, but then he kept losing round one of cut. And so he traded Finn and a T70 out and put Poe in. Um, and then some iterations on the list, um, including removing Rose Tico. Uh, no, not removing Rose, removing C3PO from Rose and adding ion torpedoes onto Poe um, to give a four yep. dice threat at range three. Um for popping ships that are running away with one health or for ioning aces or anything like that. Um, and then a lot of practice with Poe. Um, and he's gone top four. So, yeah, massive kudos to him for, for doing that. Um, that Poe is so fun to fly, though. It is amazing. 
it's a lot of a lot a lot of fun it's like strongly recommend overdrive thrusters to literally anybody um because i mean ollie pocknell's been playing it with ray and ashok has as well yeah ashok's been playing loads of good ace solid ace players have been picking it up um and it is like it's just great it's just a great fun ship to whiz about uh, and obviously you know it's got a fairly low floor but an incredibly high ceiling like because if you just fly him into stuff it's still pull he's got two green dice and one focus token mm-hmm. he'll still die um but if you can guess your way around the board oh he's amazing he's so good so anyway there you go that's my my last shout out for that one okay cool <laughs> Do you just literally look through and find the highest resistance squad so you can talk about the resistance a little bit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no shame in it. I mean, looking down the cup for Sweden, there was one resistance, uh, one republic, and then uh, I think like six separatists, six empire, and uh, a couple of rebels. And the separatists, apart from one, all had Zam Wessel in the squad somewhere. Huh. And the empire, apart from one, had um uh, were were barons, barons of some description so you know the the meta was very very i mean like matcha did dodge um <laughs> did dodge through his three three agility swarms until top four when he bumped into you so that baron yeah. list is filthy i've just seen uh, the one that and uh, andres carlson was running or oh, the prockets oh yeah with, yeah i mean yeah, he's a good player as well <laughs> yeah well, the main thing disgusting. that seems to be working for that list is actually the ruthless upgrade. Yeah, in the in the matchup I played against that in the first engagement, he was just out of range uh, of ruthless, um, so it didn't trigger where he wanted it to. And I think he only had like one, maybe two bullseyes, and they were the ones. So I killed one of the uh, the barons, uh, so it couldn't get its pockets off. Um, so that was that was quite telling in that match. Oh, there's the other th- the Yo- Johan who. You beat in the final, Nicholas. His list was really cool because he had three copies of Treacherous on it, mm. and on the stream oh, it yeah. kept triggering. And Max, I don't know if you know, but Max Brook was commentating, and he was talking about how happy he was to see somebody using Treacherous. And he was like, "I really enjoyed designing this. It's such a good card, and yet nobody uses yep. it." And and then we were I'm watching, kind of and you were going by that as well. Yeah, well, you were going, "Oh, hit crit." And he was going, oh, uh, well, I've ruled one evade and a blank, so I'll just cancel the other result. And you could see confusion in the stream and like people going, why is he not taking damage? He was like, oh, treacherous. And it kept triggering and it was so good. Yep. But it's the like go-to answer to just swarms. So swarms do like flying information. And as soon as you just boost away from them, you're going to be able to trigger treacherous. And since you regain it as soon as you kill one of their ships, it's going to keep triggering. And it works if it's obstructed by one of their ships as well. So, yeah, it's not just one of your own ships that you can do it to. You can do it to one of their ships. So, yeah. I I actually had misread it. I thought it was you either cancel one or they take a strain, not both. No, it's both. (laughs) That's well good. Just both. yeah, it's a really, I mean, and that, that list is very similar, actually. To, so mo- moving on, another, another segue. Um, wait, yeah, it is the right actually, word. Actually, a quick point about his yeah, yeah. list. Um, he did play it slightly differently uh, like a week ago uh, with false mm-hmm. transponder codes and such. And I think this is a way better version of it, which obviously worked for him. Uh 
but also he's the guy that introduced me to X-Wing a few years ago. So, so it was nice to finally like play against him on a proper table because mm -hmm. he doesn't have time to play in international tournaments. <laughs> Although Jeez. I did beat him senseless in the Swiss rounds, so he was kind <laughs> of nervous for our match. I think he got like 20 points or something. Uh, but the final was really intense. Yeah, he learned something then. He's um, changed yep, his definitely. approach up. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a very interesting list, and it's very similar to something that um, Liam uh, Baker has been flying. Who? Um, Ian Barker. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, in, I'm surprised it, with that um, Nantex choice. I had to actually look what he did. What, Burwer? Yeah. He's in there for I-5, isn't he? Yeah, but it works quite well. He's never getting shot. Yeah, um, and gravitic deflection's good if you can't have ensnare. Like you take Chertek if you can get ensnare. So Liam's been flying it in um, extended with um, like getting rid of all the treacherous without maneuver on Grievous and with um, ensnare gravitic deflection on uh, Chertek. Um, and I mean, he's just today, like <laughs> about an hour ago, finished his Kyber Cup top thirty-two game and he won it. Um, in a matchup that literally everybody looked at it and thought you can't win that against Wedge, Han, and Jake, and it was like oh, yeah, you I got two. I thought was ICs. an easy matchup for him. For Liam? Yeah, because I've uh, been playing Liam and that list a bit with my Tranicolda list and all that, and mm -hmm. I still haven't beaten it. So it's such a good list, but it's I low key good, isn't it? That he... yeah, exactly. And when I saw he's gonna play against. Uh, Han Solo, Jake, and Wedge was like, oh, he's got this. I think he Wedge thought can't he really was... fly away from a block. If Chertek blocks Wedge, he tosses Wedge to a rock. Yeah, I think I think Liam spent so long thinking about it. I think he decided because he hates Vulcans that he couldn't beat it <laughs> because Han was there. Um, but then he thought about his approach and how to play the game and had a quick chat with him before. And he actually lost Chertek to double direct hit from Wedge oh, um, on the opening engage and plinked a couple of shields, but then managed to, he said he kept his cool, didn't tilt, and managed to get Wedge off the board for um, not too much um, more damage. And then by that point, he had Zam uh, in a position where he could just roll around doing blues and keep putting pressure on uh, on the, the rebel ships um, and, you know, throwing crits in, auto-blaster in hand solo from out of arc, all that kind of nonsense that he does. Um, so, yeah, and with, um, is it Boba? No, it's the Slave 1 title he's got on, which means that he gets yep. crits with auto-blasters. You can't cancel them, just pushing them through. Um, yep, and yeah. Dooku the crit. So yep. two crits, more or less, each turn. Yeah, two crits, and both of them go through. And, he hasn't uh, got auto-blasters, has he? Yeah. That Johan? No, Liam. No. Oh, right. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize. I forgot we were still talking about him because, <laughs> you know, I don't like to pay him compliments. Yeah. Well, he's, doing, he's doing really well. So top 16 yeah, yeah. in Kyber Cup. Um, another Sith taker, top 16 in Kyber Cup is Tom Reed. Uh, yeah, um, Mr. Reed. So he's flying um, what I call Joist Dimmick Joist Face, the resistance. <laughs> Just pointed at things and roll double modded dice until there's nothing left in front of you and then turn around and do it again. Um, 
It's so, such a such an efficient list. It's a very Tom list, isn't it? Yeah. Like he I mean, used to. He likes flown a lot of X wings in the past. I'm sure in the um, hype space at the uh, the Sith Taker one. I'm sure he brought X wings then. He flew that... beef for a bit, and then he flew double fire sprays, and he's mm. he's switching between beef and double fire sprays at the minute. So, um, but yeah, it's um, it's a disgusting list <laughs> where just everything is double modded, and you just you just erase ships um, left, right, and center. And obviously, Tom's a very strong player, so um, people don't want to end up sitting in front of him. It's uh, so yeah. Anyway, well done to Liam and Tom. Um, we'll talk about that. Um, we were going to talk a bit about the Steel City um, hyperspace event, but I think we've talked enough about hyperspace. Um, so just to say that Kez absolutely annihilated Ben last yeah, night. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yep. Um, you did rude things. Um, so yeah, had my yeah. pants down. <laughs> God bless you. Okay, so let's talk about the thing that was announced last week. Um, well, it wasn't announced last week so much as eagle-eyed nerds on the internet saw <laughs> a spread on the Asmodee Germany website for the new Imperial box set. And and at the far right-hand side of the pilot spread, there was a little Defender card, and it had written on it the words Darth Vader. <laughs> and the internet went mad. They literally can't get away with nothing, can they? Like, anyone no, makes a nope. teeny tiny mistake and we're like, ah, we found it. <laughs> so here are the things that we know, right? Darth Vader has an ability that basically means that he can't spend his force on defense, but he can use his force to turn blanks on attack. Um, he's still got full throttle, so he still gets a free evade if he goes faster than speed three. It's still a standard defender. Important there, though, that he can't spend his force on defense. So, you know, he can take focus evade, having done a K-turn or whatever, and then he probably hits for three damage because of his ability. Um, but if you get more than one shot on him and his greens fall over, then you might do a shield. Um, but as people have pointed out, if he gets blocked, he's in a bit of trouble because he then doesn't have any mods for defense. He can't fall back on his force. We don't know his points, but the internet is falling down somewhere between 95 and 110 points. And we don't know his slots. And depending on who you talk to, he either definitely does or definitely doesn't have the sensor <laughs> slot, which would give him advanced sensors. So what was your first impression, Nicholas, when you saw it? I thought it was a really nice way of making him at least somewhat balanced. Because if he can't use his uh, force for defense, you can just block him and kill him. And also, since he it says that he can't spend his force on anything else than attacks, he can't take uh, supernatural reflexes or precog. Since yeah. he can't spend the force to reposition. Yeah. I think he can so take it's gonna be hate. kind of simple to Yeah, yeah he, well, he can take hate, hate and a couple of other things. Yeah. Um if you don't bring hate on him, you're doing something wrong. Because that force is gonna be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Hate or sense. But sense only at range one, because otherwise you'd be spending force. Um Exactly. Yeah, so uh, it's a it's a good thing. Um, there's a discussion open at the moment about whether Palpatine's force can be used for Vader on defense, but you know, really, that's 
just no, one of those things. No, Palpatine says that uh, you spend it as it was uh, you spending it, and you can't spend it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, but the internet is still in discussion, so we'll see. What, made um... me have to look up what Palp says. People oh, don't, don't, don't the cards. Let, let's let's not let's not do rules discussion. That's um, yeah, that's that's not for Let's us. See. What what did you think, Ben, when you saw it? At first, before I saw like his pilot ability, I was like, that is nonsense. But when you like look into it more and the initial shock of in a defender with the evade and the force, it, it's not as bad as we thought, and they're definitely going to price him high. Yeah, he's going to be half your list, isn't he? Yeah, and I hate to say this, but until we know what slots he's got, you know, slots make or break a ship, don't they? You know. So if he's got sensors and he can take advanced sensors, then it's absolute nonsense. And (laughs) like, it's just well, yeah, uh, because then you can't do what Nicholas just said and block him because he can barrel roll or boost. Yeah, yeah, dial in the four K and then go right. Well, we'll see where you are, and I'll just worry about it later. Well, dial dial in whatever. Worry about it later. It'll be fine. Um, I'm either not being shot at or I'm getting shot once, obstructed through a rock or something. So don't care. I'm still going to hit you for three because I've still got my three force to spend on attack. Yeah, it's um, if he has advanced sensors, it's going to be disgusting. If they've taken that off him, it's a bit more balanced. But we have to wait and see what happens with slots, as you say. Slightly um, off subject, but I'm just looking at Palp and surprised to see that the Chancellor Palpatine card is actually more expensive than the Imperial one. So Imperial Palpatine is 11, whereas Republic Palpatine is 14. That's because Republic That's Palpatine kind of gives the coordinate action as well as the floating force. Yeah, but you have to flip it to get that, don't you? Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, it just adds it, doesn't it? Oh, wait, no, it doesn't give a floating force on Republic, does he? It's just coordinate. Yeah, it's the coordinate. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem as good to me. Like, you don't it's really... See, like, you hardly ever see it being... I know uh, Jason used to use Angry Palp quite a lot. But Jason is a jank master. <laughs> the only person who ever flipped that card once in an actual game of X-Wing. Well, well he used to start flip, didn't he? Flip it straight yeah, away. First Boom, turn, flip it. <laughs> the the oh, worst he... bit was, though, he won loads of games with that because it was quite a good list. Yeah. It was, uh, he, he would roll um, Baby Anakin up with, I think, like two focuses, an evade, a force, and a and a passive sensors target lock or something. Not it was absolute nonsense. And <laughs> you would be like, "Shall I bother shooting that, or shall I just accept my fate?" Um, yeah, it was. Uh, he's he's morphed that list a few times. Like he started off with angry palp in wolf, and then he was like, "But they always just kill that ship." And then I have to win anyway, but I'm always giving up points. So then he changed it for Ahsoka, and then he he's moved it all around. It's uh, he's still flying the. The latest version of it, or he has been until yeah, quite, yeah. quite recently. I've not seen what he's taken in the Civ Taker Cup yet. Oh, I have no idea. Probably some absolute nonsense. I mean, I'm going to have a look, but I'm just not going to tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have so, moved yeah. on by the time I've found out what it is. So, Tim, <laughs> Tim, what was your initial response to the Vader Defender? Uh, well, I've already pre-ordered the uh, the Sky Strike Academy or wherever it is. Um, I uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, not just Vader. I think you know the rest of them look good. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see double Defender list, maybe much like yet the double IG. Um, yeah. And so much so, actually, I was playing around with a double Defender list last night. You know, seeing what other toys you can fit on them. 
because um, it makes Vader very, uh, very good offensively, just whether or not you can protect him. So there is a bit of an issue with the Sky Strike Academy box. Um, it's the same with the Rebel one, actually, is that um, Asmodee um, thought that they wouldn't sell too many of them because <laughs> they were reprinted versions of the ships. So they've apparently sent an email out to the stores saying that they have limited stock available to fulfill pre-orders. Um, so they're going to do their best, which probably means that an awful lot of people are going to be waiting yeah. uh, did, a few months. Did you get an email from Element about that? No. Just checking, because I didn't. So I'm kind of hoping that means I'm still going to get mine. No, there was a few emails went out to people who got them from other stores. But um, yeah, I pre-ordered it on the day that it was up for pre-order. I mean, so I'm a nerd, so I bought all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. They just have to say, ah, oh, new ship. And they're like, oh, cool. So, Nicholas, you were about to say something when I started moaning about Asmodee there. Oh, uh, I might have forgotten what. Oh, okay, no worries. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I bought I bought it as well because there's uh, you know other interceptor pilots and stuff in there. So um, you know, in, in paces has always been good. So I'm sure there'll be a few new options in there. I mean, my my initial view on Vader Defender. Well, I gave you it last week when I <laughs> talked about how much I hate Defenders and they're the worst <laughs> ship in the game and they're terribly designed. And did you buy the box? Exist. I haven't. No. Um, I was tempted briefly, but I'm not going to. Um, I'm just... so glad we can't play in person because <laughs> the, the first Tuesday after the 26th of, of March, you'd go down to the club and everybody would just be opening their boxes and putting Vader Suntir or Vader Marek or Vader something else on the table. And it would just be like, oh, just I'm going home. I don't want to play another game against 100 and. <laughs> 25 yeah, points of Darth Vader. Because Steel have already beat you with the defenders some other oh, day. I know. Just oh, a, he... in the listing, just a shout out to Mark uh, Fairbrother because his list name just says Dinner Plates. <laughs> There's more in it, but that, the name of it just made me laugh. <laughs> He's got an actual list. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying I'm the guessing rest. No I'm guessing it's two, two pancakes, is it? No, it's um, two um, uh, Lancers. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Um, so the other thing that was spoiled um, the front end of the week was in the Rebel Pack, um, Ahsoka in an A-Wing, three force, um, as well as Hera in an A-Wing at I-6. So Ahsoka's going to be I-5 A-Wing with three force, and Hera's going to be an I-6 A-Wing with the same ability that she's got in the B-Wing, which is the ability to toss a token to somebody um, when they engage. Um, Ahsoka's ability looks to be similar to her Republic one. Um, Coordinate. It, uh, the yeah, you can toss actions. I five. Uh, yes, that'd be nice with like um, like Arvel. Yeah, moving at five, coordinating the boost into the bump. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That'd be fun. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, excitement about five Rebel A wing lists. Um, and it's all been tempered by the fact that the uh, the much vaunted configuration that would give them uh, the rotating cannon to shoot out the back is dreadful, and you have to do it in the system phase, and you lose your linked action to using the activation phase. Um, so it's probably going to be five ship lists with fixed front arcs. Wedge's ability is the same, though. That's the thing that was um, 
kind of squeaked out from half of a context. Isn't there some slight different though? It's, it's like pri- primary, it's primary only. only. Yeah, it's primary and only. Front arc or something. I saw. Yeah, pri- primary only. And if they're in his front arc, then yeah. he can uh, he he can reduce their agility by one. But you know, you stick out maneuver on him, and suddenly he's a I four A wing that's dropping your agility by two. Yep. Well, I don't. I don't think that five A wings will be the list that ends up coming out on top. But definitely, like maybe two or three of them. Yeah, I mean, Rebel have got like your... synergy pieces, haven't they? Yeah, you like your little whizzy ships, Nicholas. Will you pick these up? Do you think? Uh, I'm not gonna pick up the rebels, but I'm gonna pick up all the other ones. Yeah, you don't. This, uh, I don't comment. play a wings. Okay. Kane and Jarus and a orc, possibly. Uh... May feature in some scum lists. Yeah, I've actually started to look at what would happen if I just took all the named Hawk pilots and tossed five of them in a list. <laughs> just poop all over my opponent's decision making. You'd be like, who, who do you love the most? Who gets Moldy Crow? <laughs> exactly. Oh, he had a focus? No, that's mine. <laughs> and so on and so forth. Oh, you're attacking? Oh, cute. Roll one less die. And, and, uh, and what are you doing? Yeah, about to say initiative zero. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, and put Sam on it as well somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was the famous guy in UK nationals years ago, like four or five years ago, who took was it six hawks in version one? I think it was seven or something. But yeah, yeah that guy was a legend. <laughs> one one attack dice. Yeah, but um, didn't he put TLT on everything? No. Alright. No, he just filled his list up with these one attack dice ships. <laughs> I always forget that they had one attack dice. Yeah. What were they thinking? Because oh, like knows. especially in one point, even two attack dice meant nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't even remember if you could put something on that gave them more like there was yeah, a way. TLT. Oh yeah, you could put cannons <laughs> and turrets and things like that on them, yeah. yeah. But yeah. He did and he did well as well. That was the thing. He didn't I think he made cut, and that was the crazy thing. Like everyone was looking at it and going, "How? How did you do that?" And it's like <laughs> you got seven ships with one attack dice. How? And it's like funny things happen when you've got you know mods and you're at range one because people are just jousting you because you've only got one attack dice. Um, yeah. I guess. But um, all right, cool. Um, I think we've run out of things to talk about, have we? Have I missed anything? Loads of stuff has happened in the last week, so I'll be forgiven for missing something. Cool. Do you want to just mention Venny to make yourself feel better? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm glad that you put the ability for us to change our lists after <laughs> two rounds because the Venny list I've got in, it's fun, and I've enjoyed it but it wasn't the thing that I should have put in for a six-round tournament. Um, <laughs> so I had a, I had the funniest game against Nick Burke from um, Steel City last week um, in, in round one of the Sith Taker Cup, and I won it, but it was just... It was hilarious, because he'd put together a list that he'd run out of time to do list building on it. So yeah, I remember. admitted it, and he was trying yeah, we, to make he, double-tap Braylon work. He emailed and, it. Uh, <laughs> That's how late he was. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but he had Rebel Fenrau in it, and my Venny is sad when you've got two, you've got two focus tokens in M9G8, 
and you roll just eyeballs and Fenrau <laughs> says you can't spend your, your focus tokens oh. on attack. <laughs> um, I was like, okay. So like because of that, Venny died with four calculates from automated target priority sitting <laughs> on his card because <laughs> I wasn't allowed to spend them. Because every time he was just like, no, nah, you can't spend your focus tokens. You, know, you can't spend anything. So just kept missing. So just kept piling up these calculates. And it was like, well, I could only take them over one at a time. And then I miss anyway. So because, <laughs> but um, oh, it was uh, it was a reminder of how good that Fenrau is in a world where there's no such things as force and native rerolls and kind of passive mods and stuff. He's just, just shut stuff down. Um but uh, yeah, it was a great game, and I got value out of Underslung Blaster Cannon with Bastion as well, which made well, me super happy. Rerolls for um, eyeballs for Venny, or actual shooting that gun? Yeah, yeah, shooting the gun. Oh wow! Killed killed a ship in the in, in the initial uh, activation phase. Killed, <laughs> killed Braylon in the activation phase um, to to close the game out basically, um, and then another one would have got a would have got the second one. I got two hits on it into uh, a tokenless X-Wing that he, he nattied out of it. I was just like, outraging. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just one of those things where it turns out it's actually reasonable on Bastion because he can, you know, with R3, he keeps two locks. And you just point your arc at people and just threaten them and say, you can jump into range one of me, but I'm going to double tap you. Um, and if it hit you how, first... How excited you were about getting the shots off and you went, yeah, it's pretty... Decent. <laughs> I mean, it's still only two, and you can only modify it with your um, with your target lock, which then means you're spending your target lock, which means you haven't got one for the actual four die shot that you're about to shoot them with <laughs> in the engagement phase. Um, so it's kind of okay on Bastion because he can, if you're confident that you're going to push one damage on, you can reacquire your lock, and it's okay, but. Um, I think it's, he's the best spot for it. Is probably the best way to put it. It's not a good card, but he is the best spot for it. Um, and I'm happy that I actually made it work. But I'm going to change my list. I've got to play. I've got to play Andreas um, Tolman next round anyway. So I'll be one and one, and then I'll, <laughs> and, then I'll, and then I'll change it for something else. Although it's his fault. I'm flying advanced sensors, Venny, because he told me about it, and I was like, oh yeah, I see how that's better than passive sense uh pattern analyzer and stopping all the time is you just don't care if you bump into stuff because you take your focuses before you move um so suddenly made sense oh yeah it's quite clever that. um so anyway it was great fun. I'm, I'm just gonna stick with the double decimators i might tweak the upgrades on it but i do like just rolling around them big bases and taking a load of hits and going <laughs> that didn't hurt <laughs> i've got i've got myself re-excited again reinvigorated about a list that I played a little while ago. Um and it's Is got it better. No, it's not. It's um it's called um third wheel wiki um because it's got Snap Wexley, old Snap with the boost, the free boost, Kare Kun, who's the old blue ace with the Daredevil boost, and then Chewbacca with a bunch of stuff but C three PO. Um <laughs> and basically they're all I four, but in lore, um Tem and Wexley and Carrie Kun are married, husband and wife, so hence third wheel wiki. And um, it's it's a really solid little cheeky I4 list with um, a whole bunch of little tricks that you can play with coordinating at the same initiative and loads of um, re-rolls because you've got M9G8 on one of the ships locking on 
Chewie and Chewie's got Ray, so he's always hitting for three and yeah, it just punches really hard and is um got a little bit of jank about it. So I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna play that for the last four rounds and see how it goes. About you, Nicholas, are you planning on changing your list? I think your name's in there, isn't it? I'm not in the sifters. Maybe I missed you. I thought I'd seen your name. Oh well, sucks to I'm be you. I'm gonna be in the league uh, <laughs> next time, but not in the cup. Is Tim changing his list? I might take an extended list. You never know. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I forgot you thought it was um, hype space. Yeah, you know, and also knockout. Well, I've got, I've, I've got five uh, uh, inquisitors with foresight, which I hear is a pretty uh, solid list. So we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm playing. Uh, against a three Jedi list uh, next round. So we'll see. Um, I've got a few events coming up. Um, so I might decide to try something different, try a different swarm or something like that. It's actually a pretty solid list in extended anyway, Foresight Inquisitors. There's more mm. stuff that can hurt it, but it's still, still, you know, up there. Yeah. It's very good. Okay. Anyway. Well, thank you very much, Nicholas, for coming on. Congratulations again for king in the north swedish nationals champion it's it's not the first time is it have you been swedish nationals champion before uh no but i did win the system open we had in malmo so that that basically counts doesn't it yeah more or less yeah more or less (laughs) cool but yeah thank you for coming on man it's been a pleasure to talk to you again thanks for having me again do you want to do any shout outs before we go yeah, shout out to Johan, who um, played great during our finals. And once again, always great to get to play against uh, friends, even if it is in the gut. I bet that was like the most relaxed final table, though, wasn't it? Like, while it was intense, it was just like, because he's a friend, it was just like also quite chilled out. Well, we did have a bit of fun, especially when things started going wrong and we started joking with each other uh but he played that well and he definitely learned from our swiss game i had some moments in that game where i started to get quite worried <laughs> but he was really nervous when we started since yeah it didn't go his way during the swiss but he didn't get revenge of the swiss but it was better Sadly he did not. better Cool. Thank you. Uh, ben, have you got anything else you want to talk about? No, no, I'm good. All right, cool. Tim? Uh, no, I think I'm all good. All right. In that case, uh, I'll say a goodbye from Nicholas. Goodbye. You had to quickly get yourself back off mute there. You're like, oh, man, I thought I'd done talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's goodbye from Ben. Goodbye. A goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. And goodbye from me. Ta-da. Hello there and welcome to the latest episode.
Sorry, I forgot to put my phone on silent. <laughs> it's an outtake. I mean, yeah. how how ridiculous is that timing? Like, <laughs> no I one ever what's... messages me, and then it just goes. <laughs> I thought, what's going on? Are we getting a bed? <laughs> like, like the old radio. Like, but you got to pretend we were in the Transformers. Right, let's start again then. <laughs> yeah, go for it, man.